Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Lone Wolves Club podcast, a podcast for conversations you will find in the church, a club for those who feel like a lone wolf. I'm your host, Nicole Porter, and I'm really excited because I see that I have an international audience now. So on the platform that I use to host my podcast, I have a back office where it breaks down the statistics and demographics of my listeners. And so I can see where people are tuning in from as part of those statistics and demographics. And I see that I have some listeners in Canada, in Mexico, Singapore, Australia, and I myself lived abroad for four years. I lived for three years in a city called Qingdao, China, which is on the far eastern coast of China, pretty much right across from Korea. And before that, I lived in Amsterdam, Holland for a year. And I really loved my time abroad. So it's really exciting to me to see that I have some international listeners So if you follow me on Instagram, feel free to drop me a comment and tell me where you are listening from. You can find me on Instagram at lonewolvesclub.pod. And I also have an email at lonewolvesclub.pod at gmail.com. Both of those are great places to get in touch with me, offer me feedback, Um, offer me ideas on what you would want me to talk about and to just kind of keep the conversation going about the episodes and content I'm posting. I really love to hear from you guys and I've gotten some great feedback from my friends and listeners already. So if you have dropped me a line, thank you so much. And if you haven't yet, I look forward to hearing from you, hopefully. So our topic today is Barbie. More specifically, the Barbie movie. Now, in America, the Barbie movie came out about a week ago on July 20th, and it has already caused a bit of a firestorm. In particular, it has really upset some more conservative Christian groups and churches. So bear in mind that not all churches could have such a strong reaction to Barbie. And not all Christians are upset about Barbie, but enough are. And so that made me want to comment on it, because if you haven't listened to my last episode, I introduced this idea of Christians who do too much. Because we all know as Christians, we can be a little bit extra sometimes. We can over-spiritualize sometimes. We can get hung up on just kind of minute, you know, superficial things sometimes. And while there's absolutely no judgment from me at all, because I definitely can get hung up on my fair share of superficial things. I mean, I love trashy reality TV shows. I love, um, you know, just having silly conversations or superficial conversations sometimes. So don't get me wrong. I am not judging that at all. But I think when it comes to important topics that the church can bring up today, the hatred and boycotting and even cursing of the Barbie movie is 
a little too far and a little too much. So this is kind of a follow-up, you could say, to my last episode, because I carry over this idea of Christians who do too much, especially when it comes to having such strong reactions to a pretty harmless, in my opinion, movie. So some of the chatter around the Barbie movie and why some Christian conservative churches and groups are getting upset by it is because they argue that the Barbie movie has a strong gay or LGBTQ plus agenda. Now, their argument for that is only based in the fact that a few of the cast members are a part of the LGBTQ plus community. Within the actual movie itself, there are no characters who appear to be from the LGBTQ plus community. There is no mention of gay or lesbian or trans people. There is no mention of homosexuality. There's not even any depictions of it because within the Barbie movie, there are no depictions of romance at all. There's no kissing. There's no holding hands. There's no, there's none of that. There's no even going on dates because the Barbie movie, I would argue, is meant to kind of mirror how children play with Barbie dolls. And most children play with their Barbie dolls in very innocent ways. So there's no kissing, there's no hand-holding, there's no going on dates, there's no, you know, sleeping over. <laughs> because children don't really care a lot about romance at a young age, right? And if they do mimic their Barbie dolls holding hands or kissing or hugging, it's only because what they see, you know, maybe their parents do, or it's only because... It's what they see in movies or on TV shows. They're just kind of mirroring what they think is a normal thing to do in society, which, which it is, right? It's normal to, you know, find a romantic partner in society. So children are only mirroring what they see. But most children don't really understand the idea of love or romance. And so I would argue that's why in the Barbie movie, there's not even any depictions of love or romance, really. So I thought that was interesting that... So many conservative Christian groups were arguing that there was some underlying gay agenda to the Barbie movie. And really, the only basis I could find for that, like I said, is just the fact that some cast members happened to be a part of the LGBTQ plus community. I did hear some, you know, churches who would argue that there is a gay agenda in Barbie because it's full of pastels and rainbows and the, you know, Ken dolls all kind of act effeminate. But again, <laughs> I think that the movie is reflecting how children play with Barbie dolls. And again, most of the kinds of people who play with Barbie dolls are little girls. And so, of course, even when they're playing with a Ken doll, they're going to make the Kindle act more effeminate, act more quiet, act more gentle, act more soft-spoken. And so I think that was just a reflection of how the director interpreted children playing with Barbie dolls. And two, just because there are pastels everywhere and bright colors and rainbows 
doesn't mean there's any association with the LGBTQ plus community. Like rainbows don't automatically equal gay pride or anything. Yes, it can be a symbol of gay pride. Absolutely. But a rainbow can also just be a rainbow, you know? (laughs) So that's some chatter that I've heard around conservative Christian groups being upset with the Barbie movie. But one pastor in particular went way too far. And so I'm going to file him under the kind of Christian that does too much. And his name is Kenneth Christmas, which, man, what a last name, right? Amazing. (laughs) I love it. But he is a pastor here in America and apparently a very prominent one. I mean, I personally have never heard of him before now, but apparently he's a very prominent one within more conservative circles. And he had a very interesting reaction to the Barbie movie, which was to literally call down a curse (laughs) against the Barbie movie. And I have to play the clip for you because I think no amount of explaining is going to do it justice. So I'm going to pull up a um, quick clip of him cursing the Barbie movie, and then we're going to kind of unpack it because it's a lot. Um, Before I play the clip, however, I just want to add a quick disclaimer that I am not encouraging that you send hate to this pastor or engage with him or anyone in his staff or family in a negative way. Although in the clip, you will hear him challenge people to write in. He says, go ahead, write in, but please don't. <laughs> I know y'all won't, but there are some crazy ones out there in the in the internet, you know, ether. So I'm just saying for legal purposes, so your girl doesn't get sued. Please don't send any hate to this man, his staff, his family, anything like that. Just just don't engage with him. And really, people like him aren't really the kind of people you can engage with anyway. I mean, with some people, there's just no reasoning with them. So anyway, here is the clip. Curse in the name of the Lord, this new Barbie movie that has been released for a transsexual and transgender and homosexuality in the name of the Lord. Make God lose a a holy judgment. Hallelujah. Go ahead and write in all that you want. What's happened is the church has been so intimidated and so silent that we're afraid to stand up and declare, thus saith the Lord. So this clip is a little bit funny to me. but also a little bit troubling at the same time. So I'm going to explain my thoughts. First things first, I think it's really funny that he calls down a curse on the Barbie movie because in Deuteronomy, which is a chapter of the Bible that is a lot of the laws that Moses gave to the Israelites, and some of which Christians are called to still practice today, but Within those laws, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, God specifically prohibits Christians from engaging in curses or witchcraft. So I think it's really funny that he apparently skipped over that part of the Bible. (laughs) And two, 
I think it's interesting that he ends the clip by saying the church has been afraid to stand up and the church has been silent for too long because I'm like, no, my guy, (laughs) the church has been loud and clear. And again, not every church, right? Not every church, but a lot of churches have been loud and clear about their stance against people in the LGBTQ plus community. A lot of churches have made it very, very clear that they pretty much hate gay people. There are some churches, again, like the Westboro Baptist Church, that takes it way too far and um, disrupts funerals of gay men and women, even those who have served in the military, which I think is especially heinous. But no, the church has not been afraid to stand up against the LGBTQ plus agenda. And I say that like that because I don't believe there's an agenda. (laughs) But many conservative Christian groups do like his. And so I find it interesting that this pastor was so triggered (laughs) by this PG-13 movie about a Barbie doll that he felt like he needed to call down a curse from heaven. And anyway, another thing that people were really upset about regarding the Barbie movie was the overtones of feminism. And some have even called the movie anti-men. And I think, again, that is doing too much, um, (laughs) especially coming from Christians, because I think, again, the movie kind of mirrors how children play with Barbie dolls. And when people play with Barbie dolls, when girls play with Barbie dolls, they want to play with Barbie. They don't want to play with Ken. And that's reflected in the movie because all of the Barbies are so hyped up. They hype each other up. They know that they are the best thing since sliced bread. You know, they know that they're all that and more. Again, they hype each other up. They celebrate each other. And they're pretty much indifferent to the kins. In fact, there's one scene where all of the Barbies would rather get together and have a girls' night than hang out with the kins. And apparently this happens every night. Every night is girls' night. Every night all the Barbies get together and have a big um, slumber party and basically leave the kins out in the cold. (laughs) And I don't think, again, that's anti-men or feminism or anything like that. I think that's just mirroring that once again, girls prefer to play with Barbies. So, of course, it's all about Barbie. And Ken is just there, you know? He's there to accompany Barbie whenever girls feel like playing with both Barbie and Ken. But by and large, you know, he's just kind of there, waiting waiting in the wings, <laughs> waiting in the shadows, if you will. And so that's my interpretation. I don't think it's that deep. I don't think it's anti-men. I don't think it's anti- anything, really. I think it's just, you know, showing that people are all about Barbie and the Barbies were just indifferent to Ken. They never said they were better than the Ken dolls. They never said they were 
superior. Like, yeah, they may know that they're all that, but they never said that they were, you know, better than the kins. You know, they just were indifferent. You know, they could take it or leave it. So anyway, that is my thoughts on the kind of anti-min argument that also seems to be triggering a lot of Christians. And again, I think it can trigger more conservative Christians because in the South, especially, we still hang on to kind of those gender norms of, you know, women being homemakers and stay-at-home wives and submitting to their husbands and all of that. Um, and don't get me started with that, by the way. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> We're going to unpack all of that. Um, but yeah, here in the South, we kind of stick to those gender norms, those traditional roles of men and women. And so I think that's why it kind of ruffled a lot of feathers in the conservative Christian group, because it challenged those gender norms. Um, Because basically, the argument of the movie was kind of the argument of Barbie itself. You know, Barbie is everything, right? There's Dr. Barbie, there's lawyer Barbie, there's nurse Barbie, there's, you know, President Barbie, right? And so the argument was that Barbie can be anything. And so women can be anything. And some people might think that's a misogynistic attitude to have. But the ironic thing is Barbie was actually created by a woman, Ruth Handler, who was inspired to make Barbie based off of her sister, Barbara Handler, who everyone nicknamed Barbie. So in a way, Barbie was supposed to stand up as a role model to little girls and kind of show women in these positions of power. So I think that was still kind of the message of the Barbie movie is that women can be anything that they want to and that women have a hard time being anything they want to be in this world because towards the end of the movie, one of the characters has this speech about what it's like to be a woman nowadays and it talks about how you as a woman you should strive to be anything right strive to be the ceo strive to be the president strive to be the top of your company strive to be a team leader strive to be the best but if you act like a boss babe if you act all like bossy and strict and direct and focused and driven and career oriented then you can be seen as too bossy or too career-driven. You can be told, oh, well, don't you just want to be a mom? Don't you want to just focus on being a mom? Why do you want to be a career woman? Or women are expected to never age, right? So many celebrities feel the pressure to get Botox or dye their hair or do anything to hide that they're aging. But then when men in Hollywood age, they're called, you know, a silver fox or you know, they they age well, they look great, you know, whereas women are often criticized of like, oh, Cheryl Crow is starting to get gray hair. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis refuses to dye her hair. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is, you know, refused Botox and her face is sagging, you know. <laughs> so women are encouraged to be forever youthful looking, but men are allowed to age gracefully. So that was just some of the notes of feminism that were throughout the movie, but it's really nothing new and it's really nothing to get your feathers 
ruffled over. I mean, if you can't handle hearing about women's experiences in America nowadays, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Because women are everywhere, right? And if you're a man who has a woman in his life, you know, whether it's your mom, your sister, your aunt, your girlfriend, your cousin, your best friend, even, you should be okay with hearing how many women might feel the current climate to be, the current attitude to be towards women in America, and that it's not always easy. And I'm not arguing that it's easy for men either. Life is hard for both parties, absolutely. So kind of the final thing I want to end on, my final thoughts that I want to wrap up this episode with is kind of what I touched on in my last episode that I think Christians definitely do way too much when it comes to calling down curses on a Barbie movie or boycotting it or even lighting Barbies on fire like Ben Shapiro did. If you don't know, he's a conservative uh, radio host, talk show host, and he was really triggered by the Barbie movie too. So he went out and bought a whole bunch of them and like lit them on fire, (laughs) which I thought was really funny because he kind of looks like the character Sid from Toy Story. If you remember in the first Toy Story, there's this like mean neighbor kid named Sid. And he takes all of Andy's toys, all of the toys in Toy Story, like Buzz and Woody and everything. And he likes to destroy toys and light them on fire. And so a lot of people were doing this like side by side of, you know, Sid lighting all of the Toy Story toys on fire and then um, binge ship your And I just thought it was really funny and ridiculous. And, you know, the internet is going to do what it's going to do with memes and everything. But anyway, whether it's calling down curses on the Barbie movie or arguing that it has an anti-men agenda or a gay agenda or buying a bunch of Barbie dolls and lighting them on fire or boycotting the movie or whatever it is, all of those are just distractions. And I talk about this at the end of the previous episode. And I argue that all of these are distractions because they are so superficial. Barbie, at the end of the day, is just a movie. You don't have to see it. You know, if it really triggers you that much, if you don't want to hear about how some women might perceive um, the role of a woman in America today, you don't have to see it, you know, (laughs) vote with your dollar and all that, right? You know, support what you want to support. And if you don't want to see it, you don't have to. That's the beauty of entertainment, right? You can choose what you want to take in and you can choose to leave what isn't interesting to you uh, or connects with you. But really, I think all of this is just distractions from the enemy because I argue that, you know, when Christians wonder why there's so much division today, especially between Christians, there's so much infighting, so much division within the church within Christian communities, at least in America. I don't know how it is in other countries, but at least in America, there seems to be a lot of heavy, heavy division within the church. Even within one particular church, there might be a lot of division. And I think it's because 
the enemy, the devil, whoever you call him, however you call him, I think he wants to drag us down and get us distracted by these really silly, superficial things like a Barbie movie, you know? (laughs) That pastor, that Sunday morning, Kenneth Christmas, (laughs) he could have talked about literally anything else. He could have talked about how to help the poor and economically disadvantaged in their neighborhood. And maybe they already do, right? But they could have talked about that. They could have talked about how to better support single mothers that they know in their community. They could talk about how they're going to band together and create um, an outreach group that helps get women off the streets. They could talk about setting up scholarships for underprivileged youth within their community to be able to go to college. You know, they could drop off food at a food bank. They could have literally talked about and done a thousand other things as a community. And I argue in the previous episode that those are the things that Jesus cares about. That one day, one Sunday, it's recorded that Jesus went into the synagogue and he read from the Torah, which was a common practice for Jewish men to do back in the day. They would gather in the synagogue and one would get up and read from the Torah as they felt led by God to do, and they would offer an encouragement to the community from the Torah, from the Word of God. This is the passage from Isaiah that Jesus reads. It's from Isaiah 58, which ironically is a whole passage that prophesies the coming of Jesus. So this was written, I think, literally almost a thousand years before Jesus was born, And then when he comes to earth, when he comes to Israel, he reads this passage about himself. So this is Isaiah 58, 6 through 8. The kind of fasting I want is this. Remove the chains of oppression and the yoke of injustice and let the oppressed go free. Share your food with the hungry and open your homes to the homeless poor. Give clothes to those who have nothing to wear, and do not refuse to help your own relatives. Then my favor will shine upon you like the morning sun, and your wounds will be quickly healed. I will always be with you to save you. My presence will protect you on every side. And so I believe Jesus did that to answer the question that so many people ask, which is, what does God care about? And I think if you want to know, that's your answer. And I think, again, we just get bogged down way too much by silly, superficial, arguing points when really we can be focused on helping those around us. And I think the last time we dedicate to silly topics like the Barbie movie, the more we can be the hands and feet of Christ to those around us, the better we can love and serve and understand one another. And I say we because I'm lumping myself in because, again, we're all in this together, you know? And I don't want to spend my one wild, precious life getting hung up on a movie about a children's toy 
I want to spend it trying to be the best version of myself that I can possibly be and to do the best I can on this journey of becoming more like Christ because it is a journey, you know, we're all on it and none of us are going to arrive at perfection, but we can make it our lifelong journey to pursue the one who is perfect, which is Jesus. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening and tuning in for a longer and maybe more serious topic than, (laughs) or episode rather than I thought this was going to be. And please let me know what you think. Um, And if you saw the Barbie movie, also let me know what you think about that too. I'm very, very curious to hear your thoughts and your opinions because there are many, many out there. All right, y'all, I hope you have a great day, night, weekend, weekday, wherever and whenever you're tuning in. This has been the Lone Wolves Club podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Porter. Until next time.